pound per 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 pound per per pound To another episode of 699 per pound podcast where we interview leaders and professionals from a wide variety of careers and lifestyles just like the diverse food options found at a korean-owned hot food deli that's a long ass intro i know but we're gonna keep it going just so y'all can remember and instill and then basically insert that in your membrane into your dna so first and foremost we got a shout out to all the fans and the listeners that continue to support us Make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast for the algorithm to do its thing. You know what I'm saying? And uh, follow 699 per pound on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You know the deal. When you're listening to this episode, if you can, in fact, make sure you do. Screenshot it, tag us on your IG story, and let us know what you learned or inspired by. And it will make sure to shout you out. And yo, shout out to Anchor for getting acquired by Spotify. You know what I mean? That bag looks good, mm-hmm. 120 mil, good for y'all. And in addition to that, you can support us, so maybe one day we could get to $120 on Anchor. You can now support us monetarily by setting up some monthly donations. That's anchor.fm slash 699 per pound slash support. So with that said, I think we're going to introduce the Our guest. righteous guest. Our righteous guest. So, Jojo, do you want to take it away? Yeah, sure thing. So this week we have another righteous guest uh huh mm. she is the first ever Asian American female firefighter for the New York City Fire Department mm. and now the first Asian woman lieutenant in the New York Fire New York City Fire Department mm. please welcome Serenia Sarisa Cool. we're so excited to have you we usually start off with asking our guests, like, you know, describe what you do, right? Because sometimes they're like a stylist or they're um, an entrepreneur. And you have a title where it's like a firefighter. It's pretty self-explanatory on the surface, but I don't think most people know like what really means to be sure. a firefighter. Could you kind of simply define what you do and also sure. you're a lieutenant now, so. Yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about being a firefighter first and then as yes. a lieutenant. So, um, as a firefighter, besides going on fires, you also go to medical calls, mm-hmm. car accidents, stuck elevators, electrical, water, utility emergencies, um, water main breaks, um, anything that doesn't neatly fit in the category of like what a police uh, officer does. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the fire department. See something, say something. We show up to that. Um, any weird, random rescues, anything like that, that's the fire department. So it sounds like it's like better better to be safe than sorry, kind of like yeah. there's a lot of like situations where you guys show up fully geared up yes. with the big ass like truck <laughs> I mean, and then it's equipment. like, oh, this motherfucker was just smoking a cigarette. Like, Yeah, our code for when they're smoking weed is it smells like incense. Oh, <laughs> we say it wow. on the radio. I see. <laughs> like, oh, it smells like incense wink. in here. Wink, wink. Yeah. It smells, I'm like, a lot of people like incense in New York City. Ladder 41. Oh, my copy. God. <laughs> incense situation. <laughs> so, before you get into the lieutenant part, what you were saying, you do, you guys cover pretty much everything that the police department wouldn't cover. So yeah, what do, what we do work they... a lot with them too. Yeah. So they show up, um, even medical calls, it's us, EMS, mm. ambulances, and them show mm. up. 
So you obviously had your tenure in that space. So now yes. you're a lieutenant. Yes. Can you describe what that means? Sure. Basically, I'm just the supervisor. Mm. So um, the boss. The boss. Mm-hmm. So there's there is a you were saying fire truck. There's a fire truck. There's a fire engine. The engine. What's the difference? Uh, engine has the hose in the back, so it's like the shorter rig. Mm. And so at a fire, engines stretch the hose line and put the fire out. Right. And it's heavy unwieldy hose so you need like a team yeah and they're the ones that need the hydrant right the truck um they have the ladders in the back so they're the ones that do the ventilation and they do the searches so they're have the ladders for the people who are trapped inside yeah so and with the um i guess the utility emergencies the engines go to medical emergencies and the trucks go to the stack elevators and the water leaks. Mm. Uh-huh. So that's yeah. how we divide up those tasks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at a rig, right, um, either in an engine or a truck, the person who's driving is called a chauffeur. Mm. And the person next to the chauffeur is the officer. And it's either a lieutenant or a captain. Mm. So in every fire company, there's three lieutenants and one captain. So I'm a brand new lieutenant. So um, I don't have a permanent station right now. So I'm kind of like a substitute teacher. Mm. So whenever any officer is sick or on vacation, I cover their spot for when they're gone Mm -hmm. um, in North Queens, which is where I'm assigned. Um, So... As an officer, I'm a supervisor. I supervise the the crew that I'm working with for the day, and I do the paperwork for mm-hmm. like their how they get paid. Any paperwork that mm-hmm. is accrued during the day, let's say it's a car accident, I have to do paperwork on that. CPR, I have to do paperwork on that. Anything like that, like that's the job of the officer to do the paperwork for whatever emergency it is, and make the decisions um, of the best things to do. In a fire situation, the officers go in with the inside team of the truck and, um, you know, you help locate the fire if you're in the truck. If you're in the engine, then you, like, call for whatever needs to, like, happen for the crew to bring in um, to help fight the fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, got you. I, I mean, it's definitely feels like it's very thorough there's so many different layers to it there is it's like a military yeah. basically. it is basically it is like, it's called paramilitary organization yeah. right, yeah. right 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 mm-hmm. so i think but we kind of want to rewind a little bit just sure. to kind of like talk about your beginnings in this career sure yeah you know i mean like as jojo mentioned early on like you're the first asian woman firefighter in the fdny yes i mean the fdny probably existed for what three four hundred years i don't know like 1860 okay so it's definitely less than 300 years but it's been around for more than a century yes obviously yeah yeah over 150 years asian woman firefighter in its history Yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucking wild. And I was the only for a long time That's until recently. So wow. like, yeah. just tell us a little bit about that. Like what like what made you decide to do that first and foremost? Sure. Like if you could just kinda explain to us like, yo, like what's um you know, what was that like? Yeah, um it is a good question because it is very uh different and unique mm-hmm. for someone like uh me to go into this world. But I was recruited by my friend who really wanted to be be a firefighter. Yeah. I actually went to school down the street from here. I went to Parsons School of Design, studying illustration. Oh, you did that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you did. Got yeah, you, yeah, design yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. I was, I guess, kind of more t- uh, typical route. 
even though it's atypical to go to art school, but there were other like Asian women who were mm-hmm. there. And uh, my friend really wanted to be a firefighter, was living in San Francisco, came back to New York um, when New York was hiring. I uh, just want to put a note in that New York only hires once every four years, wow. which is crazy. Yeah, and you have to be 17 and a half to no older than 29. So you can't be older than 28 years old to take the test. So I happened to be 21 at the time. And uh, my friend was like, just kind of thought it was a great job. Mm. And I never really was exposed to any civil service jobs. Like, my mom was a nurse, and my dad, like, worked at a, like, at an office, mm-hmm. you know, um, for an Asian, like, shipping company. And so I didn't really was exposed to firefighters or cops or sanitation, anything like that. And so I got dragged to this orientation that the fire department was having. It was the first time I met women firefighters. Yeah. And they showed it was a really corny presentation. And they showed this little like uh, they call it a sizzle reel of like Ooh. firefighters going to fires with like, with, like music. music. Oh my god! <laughs> it <was> my, like, <laughs> like Microsoft Word, like, <laughs> like it was so corny. But I was like, oh, uh-huh. this is it. This, that's, this, this is it. This is, so this is cool. amazing. Oh, did, they yeah. out, did they give out the calendars? <laughs> no. Oh, wow. I would be like, oh hell no! <laughs> if they gave out the calendars. Oh my god. No, it was. Um, you know, honestly, it was looking at the other women and seeing how diverse they were, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, if they could do it, I could do it. Too. Yeah, because they were like short women, tall women. They were like normal looking yeah. women, and I was yeah. like, what was "I ain't no different than them." Yeah, like if they can do it, you know. Because you had a predisposition thought of like what that person looked like, right? As, as like a normal person would, like, oh, this right. is what a firefighter is. Well, it was 2002. It uh-huh. was right after 9/11. Yeah, it was right after 9/11, and. Um, everything in the media was not just a man, but a white man, mm-hmm. um, and how brave they were, and this and that. And, you know, I guess it was more a fear of like, I don't want to die, yeah. like going to work, because like it was 343 people died that day. And it was like this horrible thing that happened. Everyone's like kind of shell shocked. Um, but then, you know, they addressed it at the orientation. They said, like, the training's really good, you get to help people. Um, I went to art school. After that, I was in community organizing. Mm-hmm. I worked in the nonprofit world for a while. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just wanted to help people. Yes. Um, the nonprofit world doesn't pay very much. And I saw how much firefighters were making union job. I'll, you know, the retirement, you know, my pension is 20 years. Oh, wow. And I got to retire. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I can retire in my 40s. This is great. You know, I was really, like, bought into it. And being the first Asian woman, I knew at the time I w- would have been the first one. Mm-hmm. So that really was appealing to me, too, to break that barrier. Yeah. So I just, like, went for it. Yeah. So how did you know that? And how was it brought to your attention that you would be the first so um, at the time, there was only 25 women firefighters, oh. and they all have a group called the United Women Firefighters. And um, a lot of the the first women who got hired were hired in 1982, and they were still around. Mm-hmm. They were still on the job when I applied. They told me because, <laughs> like, they know they mm-hmm. knew every single woman got hired since 1982, yeah. and none of them were Asian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they like um, they offered a training program for that was free for women candidates that I was a part of. I was like very actively a part of. I became friends with these women. Yeah. And they were like, you know, if you pass this test, you'll be the first. And mm-hmm. I was like, yes, damn. <laughs> and just to give context, so 25 out of like what ballpark? 10,500. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, there's like now 11,000, but yeah. 
That is crazy. Yeah, and when I got on, I was like number 30, and I was the only woman in south of 100th Street in Manhattan. Wow. So I was the only woman downtown Manhattan for like three years until wow. yeah. other women like started coming downtown. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I know. You it had, was so yeah. male. Yeah, <laughs> so male. Sure. Definitely. Because you had that anecdote. We were just talking outside, and you had that anecdote. You just casually dropped, like, yeah, like, you know, the women's room is literally my room because there's oh, yeah. nobody. I was telling you, I was crying <laughs> in the women's room. Me. <laughs> she probably has, like, a couch and yeah, a whole I, room oh set up, like a TV set up. I, I know. Wish. I know. Wow. I always joked about putting, like, a hammock in there and oh. be like, get out. <laughs> but nah, I never did any of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, so, so, um, yeah. How do you become mm-hmm. a firefighter? Um, so how it was for me is different than now. Mm. So I'll talk about what it's like now. Yes. Um, because um, it just changed. Slightly. Like before you took the physical and the written around the same time. Now it's a, a multiple choice test. And based on how high you score on the test, um, you get called to do the physical. So, oh. it, so you filter it out. Yeah, so sometimes you you might not even do the physical if Mm. you scored poorly. Um, Mm. And, like, one thing that – because I work a lot in recruitment – like that, the one thing that annoys me when I uh, meet with candidates is sometimes they'll be like, I got an 88 yeah. on the test. What's, like, how come the, it was going on? And I'm what's like, like the max score, though? Uh, over a hun- like mm. 110, 115. Okay. Yeah. You. It's out of 100, but you get extra points. So if mm-hmm. you score 100, you can get mm-hmm. over 100. But like, people are like, I got 88%. Ain't, ain't that good? I'm like, no, that ain't good. <laughs> like, you know, um, Wait, it really. You're supposed to get 100? Well, it depends on how everyone else around you did because yeah. it's oh. by just, your ranked order mm. so um, they give you a list number that's what's more important than your score um, is how you land on the list so every test every cycle could be different there's no like hard you have to get a 99% um, some lists it might be a different percentile but you do have to score let's say under like in my time it was under 4000 but now i think it would be under 10000 because um uh, not everyone passes the physical test not everyone um you go through a background investigation so not everyone passes that mm. um so they do filter some people like through different means as well yeah what are some of the questions and how do you study for it so you can't study for it. Oh. Um, it's a test where. Um, Wait, you can't study for this. You can't study for it. Oh, like, how does? No, okay, okay, yeah, because okay, you're okay, not allowed it. to yeah, have yeah. outside knowledge for the test because oh. that is discriminatory. Okay. So the other interesting thing that happened during my career was the Black Firefighters Group sued the FDNY for racism with hiring practices and right. that's why the test that i took is different than the test that's administered now okay so it ju- it's just changed um the test i took and the one before me in 1999 were under um a lawsuit from the vulcan society and so um i guess two thir- 2013 on um so the test you took way. was still fucking racist it was racist okay, <laughs> so she took the racist test and passed <laughs> And she still made it this far, y'all. So screw you, New York City. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, not like, because, you know, like, when I think of firefighters, at least in my head, is usually white, Irish, yes. Italian. That's true. You know, like, very similar like makeup as, like, the mm-hmm. police department. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what I envision, like, the whole firefighter like image yeah, is you know what i'm saying yeah and you're not wrong yeah so um obviously but, yeah but, nowadays you see more diversity right. so the the newer people 
are more racially and gender diverse. Right, mm-hmm. right. So that's yeah. the cool thing. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that you usually hear a lot, I mean, like, for somebody who's not, you know, in the, in the firefighter world is like, yo, like, you know, you get, like, uh, advantages if you're, like, uncle or your father was a firefighter. Like a legacy? Or like, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, there's definitely talks about that. Is right. there any truth to that? Or is that, okay. like, just, like, a false accusation? So, to get on, I guess before... Um, like you would have more of a knowledge of um, like when the filing is, if you had if you knew someone on the job because it was kind of a secret, because mm-hmm. um, it's uh, the filing period is only open a month and a half, once every four years. Mm-hmm. So plus the age is very stringent. So if you didn't know and if you didn't know where to look, you're just like shit out of luck. Yeah, gotcha. you know. So if you had like. Uh, family, then you would know, all right, filing's now, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. Whereas people, and you would know, like, it's worth the wait. It's, you know, you know. So how it's hard. more so like a, a knowledge of, like, what the benefits of the job is that could be transferred down if you are relatives or you know people that's in there compared mm-hmm. to, like, right. having a uncle that could, like, put in a word and shit. Well, that comes into play when you are actually hired and you want to go somewhere. Oh, uh, okay. So, gotcha. like, let's say you're in fire academy Mm. and there's 300 of them usually in a fire academy class and you're like I really want to go to this firehouse because my uncle worked there and it's Mm. a great firehouse it's hard to get into and uncle is a chief now Mm. that's when that like Uh, kind of like nepotism comes into play happens all the time like all the time it happens in all the industries too absolutely but this is very I I guess different than other industries where it's familial where Mm. it's like it's my nephew yeah (laughs) not like it's my boy that I like drink with that that happens too right but like it's a lot of like family ties Mm. yeah it's crazy Um, so it's like that drama man blue blood you know what I'm saying it's like (laughs) you know like I mean obviously firefighters you know, it's not blue blood, but, you know, like, it's just, I feel like there's definitely that form of connections. There is, and that's what um, the lawsuit that the Vulcan Society gotcha. filed was aiming to, like, Prevent make, that. like, yeah, to make it more equitable. Right. Because you, then you see, like, the hard-to-get-into firehouses are in black na- black neighborhoods. Yeah. Because the lower the income a neighborhood is, the more fire duty it is. Mm. And that's where most firefighters want to go. So you see, like, a black neighborhood... Um, like where you live and it, the firehouses are pre- predominantly white and then you mm-hmm. see like this quote unquote slower firehouses in the suburbs of Queens or whatever it's very diverse wait hold up why, why, why do they want to go there it's it's a weird cultural thing but firefighters want to go where, where it's the busy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where the, the more fires you go to the more medals you can get the oh, more what? like it, it's helpful for your career if you want to advance do you get like bonuses or like monetary no. benefits no. it's more like strikes bragging it's rights like, yeah, yeah. It's bragging rights yeah. yeah like I work here I work in huh. East New York yeah, I don't know. Is that this? I don't know if that's it, the case with the police department, though. Like, probably not, because they yeah. can get killed. We yeah, don't. Could, <laughs> well, yeah. we can get killed too, but right. they get shot. Like, yeah. we don't get shot at. Like, Got you. Huh. Okay. Like, like fires are dangerous. Firefighters do pass away at right, fires right. like every year, and yeah. it's very, it's horrible. But I didn't, see, yo, that's another six ninety nine per pound gem right there. Like, that, yeah. I would have never imagined that. You know, these, like, hardcore white boys want to fucking go where the action is. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, there's, like, a cachet to, like, 
work in these it means you're mm. like a tough guy wow. that you're working at this hard firehouse and interesting they'll make like you know like t-shirts like the one mm-hmm. i'm wearing now but mm-hmm. like they'll have like jackets and be like yeah it's kind of like a fraternity it's very fraternity yeah, yeah. it's huh. like yeah i work here try to pick up girls be like OMG. yeah i work oh. in the ghetto oh my God. like you know it's <laughs> like wow. yeah tough like oh my yeah. God. so okay so if we were to kind of rewind a little bit and then sure. so you have that written test and you pass you know, yes let's say and then so you mentioned the fire academy is that like oh a way? fire academy yes that's very hard uh-huh. yeah that- fire academy is probably one of the hardest aspects of of yeah so it's sure. like you do the test and then what do you, you do yeah, the physical do, stuff okay so i do want to talk a little bit about um you know the training i yes. had with the united women firefighters um so it, we were training with all women uh, candidates mm-hmm. in an environment where the women firefighters were our instructors. So mm-hmm. I w- had a very um, supportive environment, yeah. and it was also really racially diverse. Uh-huh. So I went from that to by the time I went to Fire Academy, where it was like mostly white men, mm-hmm. and it was very jarring. It was very different. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to my firehouse, yeah. which was also mostly white men. Uh-huh. And just, you know, like, and then, like, when I was brand new, it was very, like, jarring for me. It was like, oh, my God. Like, there's a lot of, there were a lot of cultural differences. Um, but and then I got kind of used to it, yeah. you know. But I was, yeah, I was often the only woman in the room, the only person of color in the room yeah. um, in the beginning. Now it's different. Now there's more women and more people of color, thankfully, yeah. uh, because of the, a lot of the hard work that people like me have yeah, done to, exactly. to get more yes. uh, di- different people um, in the fire department. And yeah. it's very, really also really important that um, the department looks diverse because we don't respond just to white men Mm -hmm. like we go like i said we go to emergencies women are passed out women in the locker room women's locker room women's bathrooms like they're the ones that send me like a lot of times it's like if a woman's naked we're doing cpr they're like all right go in there and like Mm -hmm. you know when she wakes up like help her get dressed to go to the ambulance you know yeah if i'm the only woman in the room you know yeah so i got a quick question regarding like the physicality of the work sure yeah because like um I mean, you've talked about, like, the test process. Yes. Um, you know, it, it, it is it is a very, like, body, you know, you do put in a lot of, like, Very phys- manual labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. manual yeah. labor. So, yeah. like, and as a woman, right, like, right. Is, there, is, is, is there part of the job that you just feel like, yo, like, this shit is kind of crazy? Like, where it's, like, there's a reason why, like is mostly dominated by yeah. men but do you feel or do it's you feel rigorous. like or do mm-hmm. you feel like nah like everybody could do it yeah um i feel like everyone can do it if they put their training into it and mm-hmm. if they want to do it if you don't want to do it it's really hard to to do it yeah because right. it's very taxing on your body and your mind yeah it's like uh the gear itself the bunker gear the helmet and the the, the our air pack, which is called a SCBA, it weighs about sixty five pounds. So you're always carrying a sixty five pound on you. When yes, you're that's like going the on le- a site. that's the minimum. Oh but my god! The firefighters carry tools 
So it can creep up to 135. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And working in Manhattan was hard because you're stairs. climbing up and down stairs. And that's why I'm happy I work in Queens now because mm-hmm. it's really it's a shorter. Little flatter. Yeah. Yo, Depends on the neighborhood. 135 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, no man. joke. It's so no you're joke. lifting weights. Yo, yeah. how do you save people with 135 pounds on you? And if Yo, you have to sucks. carry another person down. Oh, no, no. Oh, you don't God. have to. Okay, good, oh, good, we good. drag people. That's okay. a mis- That's all. Oh, here's another gem. Ooh. Carrying people on your shoulders is very dangerous because oh. when there's a fire, where does the smoke go? Up. Up, mm-hmm. right? So why would you carry That's someone true. up into the... Oh, that's some right? movie shit. Yeah, and oh, you know when okay. you... Like, where they tell you, like, to, to crawl out when yeah, there's yeah, fire because, yeah, yeah. like, the good air's in the bottom. So we drag people out. Oh, that's a good... That's yeah. a gem right there. Yeah. That's a gem too. Yes. Yo, if you ever got rescued, man, they weren't trying to like fuck you over. They were trying to like make sure you stay alive you when they dragged you out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and it's usually mm. two people that help drag a person out. Mm. So it is definitely like it's physically teamwork. taxing. Yeah. It's physically so, taxing. Yeah. You're not by yourself, uh-huh. so that's a, another thing. Like you are always with the team. There's a lot of people at a fire, and we depend on each other. So um, oh, wow, 135. I know. Pounds. I know. I said that's. To myself every time I had to carry I'm like damn 135 <laughs> pounds really oh <laughs> really though God. isn't that, that heavy and, and a lot of it is like just in case stuff it's like mm. just in case this happens just in case. like all you said and we still carry it I'm like damn this is heavy you don't want that one time to be like when you exactly that's a fire this axe when I'm trying to go and save this cat wow that's that's yeah, insane it's, it's that's heavy insane. and like going up the stairs pounds. like wow. here like after sand Mm. There was no power down here. Oh my god! Oh, yes. wow. Like south of Thirty Fourth Street, yeah, there was yeah, no yeah, power. Yeah, yeah. now I remember. I climbed a hundred stairs that <gasps> tour. The tour after, I worked that week. That was like my craziest week, and it was all evacuating people. Oh my god! It was all climbing, and everyone lived over the tenth floor. I was like, all right, like you know, yeah. go up to the fourteenth floor to you carry this were person just like, down. Yo, just jump down. He's <laughs> 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 a trampoline. Yeah, yeah, just slide. jump down, yo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I ain't trying to like yeah. fucking walk ten floors up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, so it was like, all day. And it was like as soon as we were like ready to receive another run, it was like another one came and these people were waiting half an hour because oh, it was just yo. the city was so backed up. Oh oh, it was crazy. It was that so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So if a person was obviously going through this process and obviously there's a written portion and the physical portion, as you said, you mentioned a lot of elements. What are what should they really expect? Like how much of it, how much time is it going to take? Like, is how many days a week? What percentage? Yeah. All that. Well, jazz. I always tell women to that they have to train like longer than the men. Mm. So I always like tell them to like as soon as you think about doing this, start training. Mm. Um, you gotta train with the weight on. Mm. So yeah. for the a lot test, of training. yeah, for the test, it's a uh, they wear a fifty pound weight vest. Mm-hmm. So if they're at the like just taking the test level. Um, the the most of the test is fifty pounds. The beginning of the test is seventy five pounds. Mm-hmm. So I tell them buy a weight vest, yeah. wear it everywhere you go. If you're doing laundry, if you're mm-hmm. like running errands, just wear your weight vest so you just get used to, used to the weight. And before you go to fire academy, put more weight on. Um, and a, a lot of it is forearms because mm-hmm. we wear gloves and mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of these tasks wearing gloves and it diminishes your grip. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of forearm training, like wearing gloves while you're weightlifting, like firefighter gloves. It's like they're like wow. like oven gloves. You yeah, know, they're like oven, oven mitts, like yeah. literally when mm-hmm. you see them. Yeah, yeah they're bulky. 
Um, and, you know, I tell women to join the United Women Firefighters, unitedwomenfirefighters.org. There's a year-round free training program for women who want to take the test or are Man, ready to go to Fire to, Academy. Um, yo, I think it might, it might even be good for the dudes to join. You oh. know what I'm saying? Yeah, we have a YouTube like, videos that yeah. I help make. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, for the training. There's, like, three of them on our YouTube channel. Oh, my God. I might need to check try it out we, just we need to, to see we if need I'm to eligible. do a video where we train. And, and see if and I'm eligible. See, <laughs> see if we're even close. We're probably not going to be even close No, but that's fine. We yeah. meet everyone where they're at. If 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 you're, you know, like we get people all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Um, you know, people who need to lose weight. Pe- people who need to gain weight. Yeah. But like the end goal is like you're training what you're doing. So mm. whatever it is, it's like you know with the weight vest, mm. definitely stairs. Doing the the because it's seventy five pounds doing the stairs um, for the test. So practice doing that. You pass the test or you do well in the test. And then you come back for the physical, you pass the physical, right. and then they check your medical yes. to see if you have any heart disease or any situation Correct. like that. Psychological and issues. Check, <laughs> yeah. They check, like, yo, if you have any record or strikes on you, just right. to make sure that you clear. And they that, drug test you. And, and they drug so test you. So there's weed in your mm-hmm. system, So, yo, you're out. you better not be smoking that la-la <laughs> before the test. You know what I mean? Make sure you get that shit out you of your system. If you're high at the test and you pass, you should get the job. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and then, okay, it. so that's already, like, four very, you know, specific tasks yeah. that you have to pass. So what's after that? And then you get into the academy? Yes. Yeah. And this is where, like, my Asianist actually helped me out. I had to go to a meeting with chiefs, mm-hmm. and they had to see if I was, like, good enough to become a firefighter yeah. with all all my arrests, all my tickets, everything. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, a, re- a huge red flag. Uh-huh. And this chief said to me, he's, oh, you seem a nice, like, a nice girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't seem harmless at all. You don't seem like you're going to hurt anybody. That's when the Asian privilege kicked in. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, you're just like, don't, you know, this is helping me no, for once. No, make no mistake if I was a black man mm. who'd been arrested all those times yeah. for, like, protesting police brutality. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would have gotten the same shot. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's I'll true. be real about that. Yeah. That's true. No, that's 1,000%. Yeah. For so sure. when you go to Fire Academy, like, what's the time commitment and are you getting paid, like, while you're yes. in the academy? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, <sighs> now it's uh, 18 weeks. Uh-huh. Um, it was, like, three months when I went. So, but now it's 18 weeks. So and, you're, like, um, all... Like, are you dorming? Like, no, no, no. It's in Randall's Island. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you got you gotta get there yourself, mm. and it's like you at the crack of dawn. You have to take a boat every morning. <laughs> they, they should be. Yeah, people drive there, mm. but you gotta be there like five a.m. Mm. It's like it's it's crack of, crack of dawn, like. Um, and and you're in uniform. Mm. If it, if you have one hair out of place, you get punished. It's yeah. run like. Um, Paramilitary like, organization. Paramilitary. I was gonna say it's run like Full Metal Jacket, like how boot camp is oh there. It's kind of like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like all the men have to shave their heads. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta like shave your face every day. Yeah, it's really strict. Um, if if you know if one hair is out of place, you gotta do push-ups. You do mm. corporal punishment. Yeah, like you gotta. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's. Uh, I totally had PTSD from doing it too. Yeah. I remember. I was in academy and one of my friend's house fell asleep on his couch and then like the door like woke me up <gasps> and I like jumped up and I like saluted and I was like, yes, sir. Uh-huh. And then I like went to bed and like all my friends were like, what the well, hell? Yeah, are you okay? And then I had no idea. I didn't even remember. They told me when I woke up, they're like, you know what you did? I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I was like, wow. I did that. Oh <laughs> like, my God. What? Yeah. I was so, I that was so. stays with you. No, yeah. I was so messed up oh like mentally God. over that. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. What got you through that? That I don't know. so terrible. That's a good question. Uh-huh. I need a job. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, just keep your eye on the prize wow. as you're going and making well, up every day. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, you know, it was really, really hard. But, like, I guess it was like, I knew I wanted to do this. So, no matter what, I was like, I'm going to do you're this. You're going to make it happen. I was yeah. like, no matter Yeah. It, it, I wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Like, And I really do empathize with people who are going through it. So, I'm very nice to people who are mm-hmm. in academy. But... It's hard. It's mentally hard. It's physically hard. And you got to, like, iron your clothes every morning. Oh, oh my God. It's horrible. Look, oh, wow. It's literally like a military. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, except you don't got live you. there. You gotta got to commute there. Like, luckily in Queens, it's worse. not. Well, yeah, it is worse. <laughs> yeah. But at least in Queens, it's, it's not far from Randall's, from Randall's, Island, Randall's, yeah, Randall's yeah. Island. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So after the fire academy, do they, they whittle it down even more? Yeah, not like, you know, some people get fired. Some people Wait, get what? recycled. From the fire Academy, yeah. you get kicked out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you get tested from like the moment you step yo, in there. Like you get graded. Worse than Survivor, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst TV show. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's like not fun to watch. <laughs> not this does not sound like a Project Runway episode at all. No, no, Jesus no. It's Christ. horrible. It's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. But you so know, so you saw some of your comrades just like dip. Yeah, just, just fucking getting kicked out. They're donezo. Well, they can come back okay. when you get kicked okay. out. You can come back. Um, people get hurt uh, in there. Um, yeah, it's like it's, it's a really harsh environment. But, you know, it is better than it was when I went through. Yeah. Like, we did, like, help change a few things. and um, So they do actually train you. Like they properly. do train you, yeah, yeah, properly. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, no, they, because <laughs> you're you are. It is an interesting place because it's um, a facility full of empty buildings where they either light stuff on fire and we go in and put it out. Yeah. Or they have like propane beds <gasps> and they control the fire through oh a computer. My God. Like. It's really interesting. Some and real, like, simulation. Yeah, so they have, like, stores. They have tenements. They have apartments. They have a high-rise. Mm. They have a boat. Um, they got everything. And we train, like, you know, like, the environment aside, like, it is a really world-class um, facility yeah. where you're doing all these cool things, propelling off the roof, mm. like, um, from the top of the roof. There's, like, circus netting on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a lot of, like, cool things you got to do you know it wow. is difficult it is rewarding though like yeah. i wouldn't encourage people to go through something like that if it wasn't worth it mm-hmm. wow that is crazy wow. it's i'm just thinking about like the scenes in hunger games when like everyone's like training in the <laughs> yeah. little simulated rooms oh yeah oh my gosh it seems yeah that i guess way. it's like yeah. that yeah, yeah. Oh, so after gosh. you go through all these tasks and all these like you know what i'm saying like situations uh, what happens next? So you pass, you graduate from the right. fire academy, and what happens? Like you are, you are now a firefighter, right? Yeah, oh. you go, you go okay, out in the world, you. and you're a, we call them a probie or probationary firefighter for one year in the field. You're a probie, so mm. like your first year does suck. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like you are kind of like a ple- like a pl- like, yeah, a yeah, pledge like a pledge, and, yeah. like like. You got to do all the the bottom work, yeah, like because yeah. you're new. So like I said, like, I'm not stripes. lying. We said you got to scrub the toilets. You got to scrub the toilets. Yeah, mm. you got to be the f- the last one to sit down to eat, the first one to get up. When the phone rings, when the doorbell rings, you got to get up and run to get it. Yeah. Like, 
you're always you gotta be the most proper one everything's gotta be on point you mm. might see like an old guy with like t-shirt untucked like you know like wearing flip flops or uh-huh. whatever like you know but then when you're brand new like you gotta be like on that point with everything sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah so now you're finally a firefighter you come through and you're the first Asian woman mm. in this fire. Is it a firehouse? Is that a fire company? Or how do it firehouse, fire station. Fire yeah. station, got Yeah, you. fire company either. So, yeah. So you come either through. Either and all. And then, um, you know, not only are you one of the, what, less than 50 women in the entire fire. Less than th- 30 at the less time. Than yeah, less than 30, 30 yeah. women in the entire New York City fire department yeah. which is constituted of what 10,000 active firefighters 500 at the time 10,500 now it's 11,000 so out, yeah. out of close to 11,000 people you were one of 30 women and the only Asian woman yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah wow and okay. you were saying you know more so than being a woman like 95% were white, so you're just yeah. like a double name. At the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. at the time, it was like less than 100 Asian men. So mm-hmm. one thing yeah. that, um, you know, we heard is that they, at the time, there wasn't even like a woman's bathroom. Oh, there was when okay. when I first started. Got yeah, you. like um, not every firehouse had a woman's bathroom. Got you. Uh, in 2016, at the end of 2016, that's when they first made every firehouse have a women's oh, bathroom. So, wow. It took yeah. them 170 years. <laughs> yeah. for, for Only to... because of the advocacy, because I was right, the president right, right. of the United Women Firefighters for six years. So that was one of the things that we were pushing the department to do. So that's yeah. one of your achievements. Yeah. One of our achievements like, was doing that. Yeah, oh, I'm very proud of that. Women's that's bathroom amazing. in all the firehouses. Wow. I know, sad, right? It's because we like... Like, that was, like, the one thing we said consistently about, the fire department's so sexist. They, mm-hmm. they don't even have women's bathrooms wait, for so all how do you, Wait, so would you take shower with dudes? Like, how does that work? Um, like, when I worked at houses without a women's bathroom, I would wait for them to, to be done. shower. Oh, and wow. then I would shower or would ask the officer to use, because the, the officer has a separate um like bathroom or uh-huh. ask officer to use officer's bathroom yeah gotcha. yeah it sucked but there's always like there's always like a gender neutral bathroom in the apparatus floor mm-hmm. which is like the first floor yeah. which is just a toilet right. so like the toilet was fine it was like showering that was hard right, um, right, right. but like most of the time I would just shower in my own firehouse yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I mean you obviously are so aware that you're different you mm-hmm. know in this place mm-hmm. like did the other firefighters in your camp, like, kind of, were, were they aware of that as well? Like, oh, yeah. Were, yeah, and obviously when you first joined, they're like, you seem like a nice girl. Um, well, that was that chief. Yeah. But yeah. And did that last? <laughs> um, I mean, I think it was one of those things when I was new that I really felt like nobody wanted to work with me. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, very cognizant of that. Yeah. And I tried nobody wanted to work with you because you're a woman yeah you, because mm-hmm. they feel like you were like kind the weakest of, link got you. Mm-hmm. and so and then there was also this thing where when i was new that every older person was like don't go to eeo meaning don't make a complaint mm-hmm. like um mm-hmm. if someone's like, so like doing something racist or yeah, sexist yeah, yeah. to you don't don't, don't don't make a complaint yeah. i that message was told to me i can't tell you how many times my first why, year why is that because it was the biggest fear for them was having someone like me like file a complaint mm-hmm. and ruining the environment for yeah. them. Mm. And so my first year, I because of all that, I tr- and, you know, being new and unsure of yourself, I just did what I could to blend in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I had a bully in the firehouse who did not want me there, oh and my God. he did all this passive aggressive stuff to me. Like, you know, like I'm vegan, I bring my own food in, I don't eat the the communal meals in the firehouse. He would throw my food out. I oh used my to ride God. my bike to work. He'd let the air out of my bike tires out. Yeah, Wait, how, how old was this dude? I know, right? I mean, in his 40s, and he was like, had kids and everything. It was crazy. Yo, he, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Yeah, like, yeah, grown ass. He's still like that. Like, he's retired. He's still uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. Um, but I think. Which Italian restaurant does he own in Staten Island? <laughs> he's actually Polish. Okay. <laughs> well, which, uh, which Polish restaurant he owns in Greenpoint? <laughs> so, um, like. You know, it was really hard yeah. Like when I first started, yeah. and I really felt like I didn't want to rock the boat. And it wasn't until, like, like there was a woman who came on in lower Manhattan with three years less than me, and she, like, started asking me for advice on, oh, these dudes be, like, doing this and that and that to me. What should I do? And I was like, oh, my God, I don't do anything. Yeah. And that was, like, a real, like, wake-up call, wake call for me. Is like, I really need to, like, I'd be embarrassed for another woman to come here and see how I get treated here. Yeah. And so it made me clean clean up, and I filed my first complaint against that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though the whole world told me not to file a complaint. And yeah. I started, like, standing up for myself. Mm-hmm. And it was really, like, you know, having that voice, especially when I was president of the women's group, to fight against the injustices and yeah. inequalities in the fire department that really, yeah. like, uh, made me who I am today. Yeah, because you're doing it for everybody who's following, you know, your path, right? Absolutely. Like, and you're the example. Yeah, and you're I think setting a precedent. Yeah, and yeah. I think this is such a universal thing because when you are the underdog, that like, you just kind of feel like, well, maybe it's because I'm new. Like, maybe I'm overthinking it. Or, like, maybe they're being mean to me because I'm this, not this. Right. You know, and you kind of negotiate with yourself to be like, this isn't that bad. Right. Right? And But then you kind of, like, zoom out. And if it was happening to your friend or a happening to someone else you're like oh my god yeah pretty terrible if this yeah. guy if he has a daughter yeah if he, all that stuff was happening to his daughter yeah. by another person he'd go ballistic exactly. but he was doing it to me he didn't see anything wrong with it yeah you know um but i do have another good story mm. like when i got promoted yeah. i went back to like um oh 9-11 to my old firehouse mm-hmm. and he saw me in my lieutenant's uniform mm. couldn't even say anything to me yeah uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wait, but so like was he was he still an officer th- or? no 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 yeah. he's not an officer he was a firefighter oh, but uh-huh. he retired but he happened to be there there at, and then he at, saw that well. you came mm-hmm. up what yeah. what yeah, yeah exactly I mean, that is like exactly. a movie moment oh my gosh like yeah. you're walking in you're just like nodding your head like damn yeah, yo we, look we, at this that's, that's mm. fire that's fire like literally I mean like I feel like you know, I can't even imagine myself being in that position. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, not only being like the only woman, but being the only Asian woman in like an environment that's predominantly like, not even like diverse, like just fucking white. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there is an Asian group. I do want to plug the Phoenix Society. Okay. FDNY Phoenix I like that. Society. I like the Phoenix Society. Yeah. You know what like saying? Rising from the Ashes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the with logo. the Asian narrative. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah the sure. logo is a Phoenix out of flames, mm. made of flames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many yeah. members in the Phoenix Society? Uh, that I do not know because the Phoenix Society does include FDNY EMS, so people working the ambulance, mm. fire inspectors, mm. people who like inspect. Uh, buildings for fire code. Firefighters yeah, yeah, yeah. do that too, but they do it more 
um, like intensely, and then right. they you probably see them roaming around at like um, street fairs. You right. see people with clipboards in the fire department. Yep, yep. Those are fire protection inspectors, mm. and they do more like restaurants, like yeah. you know, more daily inspections of restaurants. That's them. And civilians, there's a lot of Asian civilians that work at fire department headquarters that run things like the pension yeah. or mm. the programming that the fire department does. Oh, so it's like a whole collective. Like, it's a whole collective. Not so just there's like a lot. Firefighters. Yeah. yeah gotcha. So like I knew like the women's numbers really well because I was president, but like the Asian numbers obviously are more because it encompasses like more of right, the different right, jobs right. in the FDNY. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, you're an overachiever, so you casually drop that you're the president of. The, I was the president. Oh, you, you yeah, were the president. for six years. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but you were probably maybe on the younger end in terms of like being the president of that organization. Yes, I was. Um, okay. Yeah. So what you put you we're just putting your hat on again. You're like, uh, I need to make a difference. I need to like own this. Yeah. Make it better. Yeah, I helped like triple the numbers of women firefighters in That's the FDNY. Yeah. yeah. And how did you do that? Was it recruiting? And It was recruiting. It was advocacy. So uh, there were a lot of policies in Fire Academy that were discriminatory against women. Mm-hmm. Um, and also some women got fired that we were able to get their jobs back. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so the training program that was like kind of the number one thing too. So, the training, so recruiting, the training program, having it year round, that yeah. was something that I changed. Um, was we used to have it just like three months out of right before the the test, but we made it year round so women could get prepared for fire academy. Fire academy is really difficult as yeah. we've covered before. And so, yeah, and advocacy, so fighting back. So I thought that was really important, too, because once, like, people see that you're not going to be, like, a rug for Mm -hmm. them to step on, they're going to think twice about doing stuff Mm -hmm. to you. So just, like, doing, like, just, like, duking out on a few things kind of helped us for the future. So people were like, oh, we don't want to mess with a women's group because they're going to fight us, you know, on this. So that was helpful, too. And this is a random question, but do you guys get maternity leave and, like, all that stuff? Okay. Yeah, maternity leave is Uh really good Uh in the fire department. Another Mm -hmm. reason why women should join. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, since you mentioned that, like, I feel like, you know, some of the work benefits, I think we could kind of... It is an occupation podcast, and okay. uh, we would like to talk about like the monetary situations yes. that kind of um, comes Take along. Yeah, I actually look at the new charts, you Ooh. know, like that comes along with being a firefighter. You know, like um, like you you mentioned early on that a hey, like the intro mm. salary as a uh, what is it probie? Yes, yeah, probie is around like thirty something thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but I mean, maybe even be more. Let me yeah, look. Now, yeah, and you're not you have a salary. It's not an hourly. Right basis, right? Okay. Yeah. So oh, and on look, top of here's that, the New York City mm. website. Um, oh, starting salary is more. It's forty three. Forty three nine, almost forty four. Yo, well, that's pretty that's high. That's pretty good. That's pretty. Oh, high. you want to look? Medi- that's more than the this media. Is the that's definitely higher salary, than yeah. like a media entry yeah. level writer, AP, yeah, or even like an producer. assistant editor. You know, salary forty three thousand oh, wow. dollars, yo. Not actually plus closer benefits. to forty four. Yeah. Plus benefits. Possible overtime. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and over. Yeah, this is without overtime. So we do without make more. Overtime. Yeah, we wow. do make more. That's money crazy. Wow. So what's overtime? How much? How many hours? Um, it depends. What's okay? Let me ask that question. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what, you know, um, you uh, so okay, so it was like forty. It's close to like forty four thousand. It's like the starting salary yeah. after you go through all that rigorous process, <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. But that's the starting salary now in twenty twenty. Um, but with that said, like, you know, I know that firefighters, um, they don't work seven days a week right. or five days a week. Right. They work two days a week. 
that's 24 hour cycle. So Correct. you gotta mm-hmm. be on standby for 24 mm-hmm. hours on both of well, those days. You're right? working on you're working. Yeah. those 24 hours, right. you're in the firehouse, mm. like on call. So mm-hmm. do you take naps? Like how does that work? Um, When you're new, you don't. Mm. Like when you're new. So you're just fucking red eyed like a fucking time. When your first year, well your first like, when your first night tour, when you're new, you probably you're probably too uncomfortable to sleep. Yeah, because it's like everything is new and, and you don't want to miss a run. And all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every place is different. So some places, and I'll say like, the firehouse by um, uh, what's that place called? Uh, Penn Station. Mm. Madison Square Garden. We right call by it Thirty like First Street. Yeah, yeah, we call that place Murder One. It's Engine One. It's called Murder One. Murder nickname, One. Nickname firefighters. Yeah. Because they're uh, they're they do the most runs like in the fire boroughs, and so they're up all night like going on runs. So that's insane. So a place like that is different than a place the slowest firehouse in the fire borough, City Island. Of course. Where, where <laughs> the crap like, shanty is, yeah, City like, Island, especially now. Island, yeah. you know? like in the summer, probably is popping with people choking and drowning yeah, 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 and yeah, Orchard yeah. Beach and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... At um, this time of the year, this shit is now, quiet. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. They probably get all their runs in summer. But like, yeah, like, so it really depends on where you work. And every mm. firehouse has its own culture. Mm-hmm. So like... Some places like make it very uncomfortable for you. Some yeah. places you're like, hey, it's like my second family. You know, oh, like nice. it's uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So it just depends on so, like who you are and where right. you go. So two 24 hour days in a week. Yeah. Um, and, and my personality, I never nap. God. So yeah. like even when there's nothing going on and I'm like, oh, I'm really exhausted. I really should nap. There's something in nothing. me that I can't do it. Yeah. Like mm. it's so weird. So, yeah. okay. But. So after you do that, you clock in 48 hours that week. Yes. Well, like, yeah. It, does, is that when the overtime starts kicking? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, it's that. Um, and there's also overtime with like um, special events. Like if you're if you're a recruiter, yeah. Then mm. um, any of those recruiting events are overtime. Yeah. Like one of those public events, they need like people on standby just in case. Yeah, you've like, seen recruiters gotcha. at like the subway right, or right, yeah, right, right, right. like Penn Station. Yeah. You know, Jack Heights at the at subway they have them. Yeah. So. so so after you do um you know the first year like how like what is like the increase like does it like do you guys like you know because JoJo and I we were actually just talking about yeah. like salary negotiation you know because we get oh, like, yeah. reviews. Well, like mm-hmm. once a year mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean early review. like maybe like six months so like how does that like system work for firefighters yeah so you get this bump and um and I gotta say even though it says 80 something for the top pay it's really after the benefits and everything yeah. it's like 110 mm. because yeah. so, you right, get cool. like so you get start... like holiday pay you get that's night differential wild. pay and that's not included in the base so yeah. it's actually more than that. Yeah. Um, and then firefighters get like a manage, uh, mandatory, but like um, as per the union contract, they get 96 hours of scheduled overtime a year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, like so included. So after five years. It's more the, like 110. The fire, the 86. salary, the base salary is about 85, but possible overtime is about 26 and including other possible additions. I mean, you're taking home after five years about 110. Yeah, I made to, like 125 last year without trying. And I don't like work a lot of overtime. That's mm-hmm. like working as a as a fucking as a coder. Finance bro in the first. <laughs> Not first, even like yeah. you're like working for Google or some mm-hmm. shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yo, that's like you know, know. pretty solid. And we're barely educated. <laughs> 
We barely went to college. I dropped out of art school. No, yeah. but, but I mean, obviously, you know, obviously, you know, like, yeah, like the pay is great, but, um, you know, you, you're also like risking, risking your, your life, life yeah. to save mm-hmm. other people. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a huge risk. And that rigorous process that you just explained to mm-hmm. even get to that point, Only you know. Only a few people can endure that. For sure. Yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. But so, if you want to do it, you can definitely go through it. Like, yeah. it is like challenging, but it's only like once. Right. Yeah. And then you get a lot of support. Yeah. Like, right. you know, I help. Like, any woman that needs my help, I'll help. Mm-hmm. Like, any Asian person, any person really. Like, yeah. I help. I've helped so many people get on the job. Yeah. Like, yeah. Including the three the three so, Asian women who are now yeah. on the job. So, like, how many years do you have to work until you hit retirement? For me, 20. The new pension is 22 and a half. Oh, yeah. my God. Mm-hmm. So, during your time, it was 20 years. And yep. then now, mm-hmm. it's 22 years. Yeah. So after 22 you, and a half. 22 and a half. So, after yeah, you clock in 22 and a half years, um... So like you know, but then there's court, like a weird right. scale where it's like if you work more than that, then you get more money. So no. so people stay later. So so, you know? so question like after that five year right, like you start hitting like 120 right, and does it continuously increase? Yes. Mm. So by wow. the time every contract like, negotiation, you you definitely get more. So money by the time you're hitting like 20 years on the job, you're making what, like quarter mil like. Well, no, it's not that much, right? Because that's like chief level pay, right? Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But um, you're still getting like high hundred, yeah, yeah hundred plus, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, yeah. yeah. yeah, I get paid more, but not much more than right when yeah. I was a so after you retire, though, are you on a pension track? Yeah. So what? Well, so it'll be fifty percent of like my contract was fifty percent of your best year. Wow. Yeah. So you talked about contract negotiation. Is there, hopefully in this industry, is there some equalizer of like men can, don't get paid more than women? It's like all the yeah, same. Yeah, we all get paid the same. Good that's good. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one good thing about this is that. And on top like, of that, you get six weeks vacation. <laughs> six weeks mm-hmm. vacation, yeah. Paid vacation for six weeks, yo. Yeah. Wow, we're and selling like, this. Yo, son, on top of that, yeah. you get maternity leave, six week vacation. You could hit like six unlimited figures sick after leave. unlimited mm. sick leave, yo. <laughs> and you great. get you work two days a week, obviously two twenty-four hour days, but you know, so the weekends, I, holidays, you have to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, that's that's yeah, that's definitely like. Yeah. That. But I mean, uh, one, one thing that I heard, um, what a lot of firefighters do, maybe I don't know if it's the case in New York City, but. Um, like some other parts of the country, like they get into real estate, they get mm-hmm. into restaurant businesses, they get into other businesses because yes. the remainder of the week they get to kind of invest in to themselves. Yeah. Like, do you see a lot of that happening? Yeah, a lot of you know, I ran the women's group yeah. as my second job for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, I'm working on this project right now as my side gig, um, where if anyone out there knows of, we're trying to photograph. Asian Pacific Islander American women and non-binary people who break gender yeah. and racial stereotypes. Yeah. So that's something I'm working on now. <gasps> that's amazing. Yeah. So if anyone wants to send a message to me, if you fit the bill, please um, uh, yeah. DM me. But slide into your DMs. Slide yes. in my DMs. Yeah. <laughs> if you know anyone, or if you if you we are that person, we actually might know someone, so we're just gonna DM you right, like yeah. right, yeah, later. D- DM me right now. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's really um, cool. So, but yeah, a lot of uh, other firefighters are like nurses. Mm-hmm. A lot of male nurses. A oh, lot. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So weird. But oh, so they they work as a firefighter and as a nurse. Yeah. Wow. And a lot in the Shit. in the trades. <laughs> I know they're making a ton the, of money. The, the benefits for them is fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, like no heroes. wonder they're like, like wow. I don't care if Bernie 
when he gets elected or now you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yo, yeah, my benefit okay. is like solid, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. Yeah, because you'd be per, per diem nurse and get Shit. paid really well. Um, a lot of them like do do real estate, personal training, oh, um, and trades. Right. If, if they were in the trades before, they usually try to maintain being in the trades still. So someone I used to work with was a plumber, and mm. he tr- he was in both unions, the plumbing union and the firefighter union. Wow. And he, yeah, like maintain that. I mean, recently there was a, a fire that happened in Chinatown. Yes. Uh, that was, you know, obviously fires happen all the time in New York, so we don't want to, like, say one fire was more of an issue than the other. That but, was a big fire but in it a was historical a, it was, building. It was a big fire in a historical building, yeah. especially in a community, in a community focused, that is very yeah. dear to us. You yes. Know? So if you could talk, I was very upset when yeah. I saw that. So you like, know, Mocha used to, I mean, they had their stuff there but they used to be there yeah right. i remember exactly. going there exactly. when they, before they moved to uh, center mm-hmm. street so like studio. i mean like yeah. a place like new york city like so many old buildings um you know odd building codes you yes. know like there's certainly like obviously fire escapes but you know there's a lot of stuff that as normal pe- like people that are not in the fire fire world like it's not going to recognize it's like you, a hazard yeah it's a hazard like can you kind of explain to us like if you have any knowledge of like what went down in okay that, um, one thing i have to say site. about chinatown is that chinese people in manhattan chinatown do not call 911 mm. and so still they like, still don't every fire not every but most of the fires in chinatown are or multiple alarms we call them mm. because there is this cultural bias that and this is true in Thailand where my family's from, but mm-hmm. there's a bias that you have to pay off the fire department to put the fire out. So residents try to do it themselves yeah. instead of calling. Like oh other gosh. people just like, I'm calling. I yeah. smell something. If I smell yeah. the marijuana, exactly. I'm calling. It's a fire. <laughs> I, I smell the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like they don't, they don't care. They, they call. But like in Chinatown, I remember my first tour working there, like, you know, because you see so many people, like, in the streets. It's like a crush of people on Canal Street, and you're like, great, like, you know, because you see that Penn Station, and you're like, oh, my God, that means it's going to be really busy today. Yeah. Wasn't that busy? Mm. Because Chinese people don't call 911. Mm-hmm. Um, and chiefs have had, like, experiences at big fires where the building owners will try to slip him a stack. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, we don't do that no, here. It's okay. yeah. Keep it. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So there's a lot of, uh, I think, cultural bias with that mm-hmm. of distrust with the fire department yeah. as and new like immigrants. Or any sort of authority. Yeah, right? as yeah. new immigrants. You don't know the culture here. You right. might not even know 911. Yeah. So that is, like, specific to Chinatown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in terms of what happened at that fire, I think... Um, I'm not sure what started it or anything like that, but um, the one things I do have to say with like generally about like fire safety, um, one thing is um, chargers. Mm. Like, like I tell people to be mindful. That is like kind of the new thing right now. Is that well, like cell phone chargers? Cell phone chargers, scooter chargers. Um, off-brand chargers that get really hot. Like, if you oh. have that on top of a stack of clothes or a stack of papers and you forget about it. Off-brand chargers. Anything. Yeah, like so you don't cheap know. ones from... Cheap ones that you just cop off Amazon yeah. or some shit. Yeah, even, like, the legit ones. Like, on 4th Avenue and 10th Street, the last big fire I went to in Manhattan, mm-hmm. there was a big office building there. Someone's scooter caught on fire. It was like in the middle of the day. Like they were working and it was this huge like fire. Sco- like literally a scooter just exploded. charging. Yep. Oh. Yeah. What? Remember that happened with those um 
what are those things called? The hoverboards. Uh, Remember they were yeah, like exploding? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my I God. think that's what happened with the scooter. But wow. it was a scooter in like an office just like this. Mm-hmm. Like an open office. And people were trapped in their offices. Holy they were all like God. working. Yeah, it was like a therapist's offices. It was like all therapist offices around. Yeah, they were like trapped in their office. It, 4, 4 p.m. Like it was like a, I think it was a second alarm fire. Mm-hmm. So like. So what is like a safety recommendation that you have for ser- um, that type of situation? What are those things called the the outlets no the uh power strip. uh, power, uh power, strip. power strips yeah power strips um if you're going to charge things overnight don't put it by clothes or paper mm-hmm. there's another fire i went to in astoria it was this woman was charging something i don't know what it was but she left it by her on top of her clothes and it burned her build, uh bedroom and she oh was God. having sleepover at like someone else's house, and she came back, back to yeah to room. her apartment burned down. Mm. Yeah, so like be mindful if you're leaving overnight or if you're leaving for a long stretch of time. Like maybe unplug some stuff. Like mm-hmm. only plug plug stuff up if you're going to be at home. So there's that. And the other thing I like like to tell people is like depending on the building that you live in, your um, plan to if there's a fire, your building could be different. So in Midtown. Um, there was a high-rise fire, and this couple was like ten floors above the fire, so they were kind of they were safe to be in their apartment, but they survived 9/11 and they have PTSD and they started escaping down the stairwell uh-huh. and they used the stairwell that the firefighters were using, so it was full of smoke. Oh they got god. smoke poisoning and died. Oh my god! And they would have been shit. safer just to yeah, stay in their there. apartment. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on. Like, if you live in a tenement type of apartment, you have to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, maybe through a fire escape, if that's like, works for you. If you live in, like, a project-style building, which is, like, a, we call fireproof, fireproof, high-rise, low-rise, it's probably better to stay in your apartment. High-rise building, same thing, depending on where the fire is in relation why is to it your called, apartment. Why is it, like, a fireproof? Why is that a fireproof? Uh, it's the construction materials. Oh, okay. It's, like, mainly concrete. Mm. So the it's actually projects, not many fires in them. Wow. You wouldn't think, yeah. but I mean, even like Stuyvesant Town is, you know, like like which where like uh, where I used yeah, to work, yeah, yeah. yeah, like right there, like those type of buildings essentially um, is not going to yeah, catch on fire. Is but easily. like uh, we call it like contents fire. Mm. So like um, it's just whatever's in the room will go on fire. But like because the walls are made of concrete. Like, it's contained. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas, like, if it's, like, a regular fire, if it's, like, wood structural members, mm-hmm. like, those will go on fire. Like, like the stove will catch to the wood that's framing the apartment or the house that you live in. But if it's, like, a concrete, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, right, 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 unless, right. like, your windows are open or anything like right. that. The other thing is, like, close the door. That's, mm-hmm. like, another thing. Like, um, in Harlem, like, a woman, like, ran out and, like, it's she left her door open and the fire shot out so they were saying that like close the door behind you if you're running out of a because it contains the fire oh I see yeah because like if you think about like a lot of the dangerous fires to firefighters happen when there's like a window open and doors open it creates like a fire vortex because the wind will just Mm. like like spread the fire that wherever like direction it's um Mm -hmm. going in so closing the door will help save lives as well yeah so I mean, uh, another thing that I read was um, that, you know, compared to, 
in, in the past where a lot of the material in the house was rather oh, wood that or too. cotton. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously that. now yeah. like everything in the crib is plastic. Yes. And it burns differently. Yes. Um, it obviously leaves different type of residue. Yes. Uh, it's very could... toxic to us to okay. breathe yeah. it in. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Like. Um, so what I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing spandex, mm-hmm. and it's made of plastic. Mm. And as all of our clothes probably have elements of plastic in it. And so recently, I went to a laundromat fire, which was pretty common, like a, mm-hmm. in in the dryer. Mm-hmm. But the smoke was very thick, and it was a big laundromat. It was like the whole block. It filled. It was like one small load, and it filled up the whole like. The whole laundromat is very like toxic, whereas um, it's very um, causes cancer. Like a, a lot of the like chemicals that's in the smoke, yeah, it like leaches on things. It leaches on your gear. It leaches on everything. Whereas opposed to wood, cotton, uh, we call that legacy fires. Mm-hmm. Like things back in the day burn cleaner. So nowadays, like that's a like health risk that a lot of firefighters have yeah. is like going to fires with like all these plastics, which is in everything. Um, very dirty fires is what we call them, and it's leaching on everything. And so that's something we have to be cognizant of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Let's say even if you're a person who's like trying to move into a new apartment, like are there certain questions like you should ask in terms of like making sure your space is safe or it's like not susceptible to like so, yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, what is my secondary means of egress? Mm-hmm. So that might mean um a fire escape mm-hmm. or that might mean sprinklers. Mm-hmm. So that's something like to know, like, oh, if there's like sprinklers in the hallway, yeah, that's like like, that's good for you to know if there's, like, something going on. Yeah. Um, or the fire escape, how to access it, things like that. Yeah. Or if it's, like, going to the roof is the best possibility. Uh-huh. It really, you know, New York City is such a crazy place that, like, there's so much different types of buildings and configurations and depending on where you are, yeah. like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, like, the best thing to ask is what my secondary means of egress is. We mm-hmm. all have a secondary means of egress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Can you uh, can you tell us like I mean you know you you're giving us so much gems and so much info <laughs> but can you tell us like one like one of your most memorable I, I guess memorable is not even like the the right word but like mm-hmm. something that you just that kind of is like in your memory bank it has like burned a fire, into like your a, memory like like an incident yeah. that you yeah. had to be a part of that's like some that that just kind of built built uh built like basically made you who you who you are today mm. like as a firefighter yeah like i guess the the gas explosion that happened um in second avenue mm-hmm. do y'all remember that what, what, when wait was that the one that burned down that potato chip place? yeah uh it's a uh, pump free oh, yes, i was pump- actually it's about a french to fry ask place. you yeah. yeah i was about to ask you about that and yeah, yeah, yeah i was there. like i just remember that was people so... passed away from mm. that incident right two yeah, yeah, yeah. the one, one was so like this a, is like a, a, this a delivery guy. Like no, he was no. A, he worked in the sushi restaurant. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and one was someone dining there, and so what happened was um, they were illegally siphoning gas from one mean? building to another. So instead of opening two gas accounts for two separate buildings, mm. like the landlord owned both buildings mm. and was just like I'm just gonna take the gas lines from this building and put it in the next one and save money that way. Right. Is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> and so the landlords told the residents, yo, if you smell gas, 
we're don't call nine one one. We're working on the gas lines, and oh. people were like, okay. So like, people were smelling gas, uh-huh. and they were like, well, they're working on it. Like, yeah. and so um, what happened was there was a leak, and it built up in the basement. And uh-huh. um, what happens is if you introduce oxygen, um, it creates an explosion because mm-hmm. it was like a, a closed basement door, and as soon as the person who uh, was working at the sushi restaurant opened the basement door. It was like a huge explosion. And it was like him, the person next to him who was like paying with his credit card. They both died. And um, we like had no idea what what it was when we got there. It was just like they gave us minimum information on the uh, the ticket. We got a ticket, and it was just like, oh, uh, fire and this intersection. It was the third call for that day that we got like a call for a fire for this intersection in that area in Alphabet City. So we're like, oh, this is another BS run. Yeah, we go there, and like when we're pulling up. And the other company got there before us and called the code for major emergency, which is 1060. It's like, 1060, 1060. Mm-hmm. We're like, what? Uh-huh. And we, like, sprinted yeah. there, and it was this huge fire, huge, like, you saw the collapse. Oh you God. saw people bleeding on the street, oh crying. God. And we're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And we just pulled the hose line, and we just started shooting water in the mm-hmm. building. And what was crazy um, about that fire was... Only one building was on fire at the time. And then you saw the fire um, kind of like Bugs Bunny and the TNT with the dynamite. Yeah. You saw it lighting up the gas <sighs> lines of the building next door. Uh-huh. And then the building next door is what collapsed first. Oh like the whole thing collapsed at once. And there was a lot of firefighters in there. And so they, they all were guys I worked with for yeah. a long time. And they all almost died they mm-hmm. were like a hair away from dying oh it was God. so scary really didn't know about it until after when we debriefed and we're like what happened because you know yeah. we don't have x-ray vision we couldn't see inside yeah, where yeah, people yeah. were but yeah it was a lot of maydays it was a lot of close calls um pump frites was a place i went to mm-hmm. as a student when i was a student down the road here for sure yeah um definitely. yeah it was like a it was like, like a it's an institution, institution. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like a, the drunk all place all the, all the to sauces, go to you know yeah french fries. it was like the first time i had frites like mm-hmm. it was double fried fries for, sure. for those of you don't have i never had them they were so good and i was so sad just like yeah. you know i've been in the east village a long time not just as a firefighter but you know i went to school here and i lived down here and it was just like sad to me to see yeah. that building just go yeah. it's sure. just gone relic is gone yeah like, overnight. and yeah. i didn't want like another ugly ass high rise yeah. to be there mm-hmm. but those those uh, old lot tenements have been there since the 1800s yeah. so like it, it was just like oh my god it was just total destruction and so that really like was like a like a moment that stayed with me i always say like the two worst things like biggest things that happened to me while i was at engine five was that fire and sandy hurricane sandy Mm -hmm. was like like a crazy like event and it Mm -hmm. like never ended Mm -hmm. and it was so like sad and it was just crazy like and i did a lot of volunteer work Mm -hmm. when i wasn't working i was because i had a car and i had priority gas i would like 
go to Far Rockaway all the time and just to see the inequalities between like how poor black people were treated yeah. like after this major weather event and like being in the East Village how different it was yeah. you know because after the lights went on here it was like business back to normal mm-hmm. but people were still struggling there there was like a, a military um, like shutdown and at night there it was mad it was mm-hmm. very bad so those yeah. things stayed with me. That's crazy. Mm. So, I mean, just to kind of wrap up this part of the particular, um, of this part of the section, uh, if you could kind of just list out like maybe just a f- maybe like five recommendations to make sure that your house or it's wherever fireproof. you work, that's fireproof, like to keep fireproof. So you mentioned um, power strip. Yep. Turn that shit down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything else? Like, like don't leave the chargers on top of the clothes. Don't leave the chargers on papers. top of the clothes or paper. Yeah. Um, if you're high, just do uh, takeout or delivery. Don't cook. Yeah. <laughs> if you're I high. Mean, <laughs> yo, I mean, if you're high, just do seamless. Don't cook, bro. Yeah. Don't, don't cook. Don't cook. you're drunk. High. Uber Eats. There's a lot of options out there. Don't, if you're high, do not cook. <laughs> wow. That one is, yo, that one is solid. That's why I moved that up to number one. Yeah. No, that's the most realistic advice. No, that's, that's it might definitely. sound like a good idea. <laughs> so, so another thing that I, um, you know, so I have a small business, and then um, they were telling, like, my insurer was telling me, like, yo, don't light candles in your store. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, because that's like one of the apparently is one of the biggest causes of fire. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Because you have a clothing store as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh sure. wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, is that is that true? Like, is yeah. Really, yeah. I mean, whatever. I like candles. But, like, if you're responsible. But mm-hmm. if you're high, don't light candles. Yeah. <laughs> if you're high, don't do anything with fire. <laughs> don't light candles or don't, cook. Noted. Or, don't, or incense. <laughs> yeah, just don't don't cook or don't light candles. Yeah, but high. it's like, you know, you have to be mindful. If you're, like, drinking and you're like, ooh, this will be romantic. Yeah, of course you're going to have yeah. a likelihood of or a higher likelihood of being an accident. But I, I guess I'm not... Like I'm a pragmatist. I'm not like you can't light candles ever again. Use these LED operated. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's nice to have yeah. a candle and or a Palo Santo or something to yeah. like. <laughs> and you're responsible mm-hmm. enough to do it. But you know, make sure you're um, you change the batteries in your um, your fire alarms. Like every time you change the clocks, right? Make sure you change your batteries <laughs> in your fire alarm. Mm-hmm. Make sure you got a fire extinguisher. Make sure if it's like a grease oh, yeah. fire when you're cooking that you're not putting water on mm-hmm. it. That you use like baking soda or you you cover the pot or mm-hmm. something like that if it's a grease fire like you know be a responsible adult like but you know sometimes <laughs> you know it's really hard for some people right? I know I know sometimes it's a learning thing where yeah. you put water on your first grease fire it spreads all around you're like oh I shouldn't have done that yeah, but exactly. yeah baking soda or salt or covering it with the lid mm-hmm. those things put it out mm. don't use water yeah or a fire extinguisher that's like you know yeah. rated for yeah. using in the kitchen. Yeah. How, how long does a fire extinguisher last? Because the one in my crib looks like it's been there for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> it depends Expire. on your manufacturer, uh-huh. but you should probably get another one. Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right. I'm just like, where's mine? I don't even know where mine is. Yeah, 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 I need yeah, to go home sure. and check. So we always ask our guests uh, these two oh, wrap-up right. questions. The first question is, what is the most significant relationship in your life? My with my dog Carla, <gasps> which I, I probably have a lot of dog fur on me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she came into my life when I guess I felt like really like depressed and I was like kind of like drowning in my work mm-hmm. and um, not doing stuff for myself. And I adopted her because I was like, all right, like, um, I, I have this excuse where I have to leave because I walk the dog, mm-hmm. you know, because I would just 
do too much and I was just working so much. And, you know, like she really taught me about like taking care of myself and about like unconditional love mm-hmm. and you know, she's a really like great addition to my life. Uh, a lot of my friends say she's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh my god. That's what she looks like. Oh my god. <laughs> so my is showing us a tattoo of her. Just showing us the tattoo. <laughs> Oh my, my dog. Oh, how old is Carla now? Uh, six. Six. Yeah. Which is probably better oh pictures God. of her. Well, there is internet. that study that say um, people feel more comforted by their pets than their significant others. Oh, I believe which it. Which I totally believe. I don't. I don't doubt that. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. Um, well, that's so sweet. I oh, do. They, does Carla have an Instagram that we can follow? Should we share the same Instagram like oh. every uh, codependent couple. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, well, <laughs> if you guys wanna, you know, find Carla. Oh my God, she's so cute. Oh, she oh, look at her paws. Oh, wow. She has a little she's white like, gloves. You know, is she training for the firefighter? I know. Yeah, exactly. she's really strong. Like, she's I brought home into- a training hose that's like twenty pounds, and she, she like dragged it across the living room. Oh, that is so cute. So, uh, we're we're seeing a picture of Carla bite into an entire bark and yeah. just uh a big ass yes. and the beautiful landscape yeah. yeah she's strong that's so sweet so another question that we ask our um <laughs> listener no 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 ask, another question that we ask our guests is what is your personal mantra uh to your own self be true because mm. at the end of the day you gotta live with yourself so no matter what external forces tell you mm-hmm. And this goes back to when I was a young firefighter trying to fit in and, like, just... Took it. Not saying anything and just learning about having my own voice and knowing that at the end of the day, I look myself in the mirror and be okay with what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. So, you know, be true to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, you embody that 100%. Thank you. No, that's that's amazing. Um, I think, you know, Jojo, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, no, thank you so much for coming. And I think, you know, we obviously have so many um, differences in terms of our day to day. But the th- advice that you're giving me, like, you know, right now I got passed up for a promotion and I'm kind of going through a lot and feeling kind of an imposter syndrome of just like, was it me? Like, did I do something wrong? And like, blah, blah, blah. But I think when you're saying all these things, it's giving me the courage to kind of push through it and be clear about like, I have my worth and I have the right to stand up for myself. And the advice that you have translates to everybody. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. 1000%. So um, on that note, I mean, thank you, uh, Serenia, Miss Sri Sakul. Sri Sakul. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, for joining us, I mean, you could find her on Instagram is S A R I N Y Y Y A on IG and Twitter. For and, all the uh, dog Oh, content. not Twitter, just IG. Oh, uh, just I, IG. Yeah. She's not on Twitter. You know what I mean? She's just showing us how she does it. She doesn't really need to write about it. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, and on top of that, you could like also find some additional work that she advocates on United Women Firefighters. On Instagram, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and website, unitedwomenfirefighters.org. For sure, for sure. And also, I mean, if you heard this episode and if you're like in uh, any type of situation, thinking about a career option, that's what 699 per pound is here to offer you different options, different mm-hmm. advices. And, you know, this episode just kind of opened my eyes and opened a lot of people's eyes, I'm sure, about being a firefighter, not only just the process of it, but the monetary benefits of it. <laughs> and um, obviously the adventures and the craziness that comes along with it. But as you know, any job, you know what I'm saying? You know, to each his own. So on that note, remember you can stream this podcast on all major streaming platforms. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. 
You'll be the first to know when a new episode is out. Follow us at 699 per pound on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Thank you, Anchor. I know y'all just got that Spotify bag. So, I mean, shit. We're trying to get some bag, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, make sure you donate uh, on anchor.fm, $6.99 per pound. Support. And shout out to Listening Party, you know what I'm saying, for the continued support. Shout out to JoJo. Shout out to Michael Ken Stewart. Hey. And Marcus Evic Pleasure Ham, who's going to be editing this episode. My name is Jay Key. Again, thank you for joining us. Hey yo, it's 6.99 per pound. Podcast.